Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, this week, I catch up with Amok Island. How you going, man? Pretty good. How yeah. are you? Yeah, good, thanks. We, uh, this is um, a bit different to the normal uh, settings to be uh, recording a podcast. We're, um, we're away camping at the moment. Um, you've uh, met up with me on a... Uh, I was on a camping trip, and you were on a camping trip, and we met up halfway, which has uh, been pretty good. Well, it's actually, it's quite, a, it's at the end of your one, though, isn't it's it? It's pretty funny, because it's like a camping blind date, Yeah, we had never met before, except <laughs> for on the internet. Yeah. It's so, going good so far. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're, we've, uh, we're right near the beach, so you can probably hear the waves crashing, and there's people chopping firewood behind us and stuff like that. We've got a little campfire going. So there will be, uh, there will be some other, other sounds, but, um, you know, it's all part of it. But, uh... So you're, uh, you're on a road trip at the moment. Like, wh- like where have you been and what have you been up to? Um, so I started in um, around the Great Barrier Reef where I was um, doing a recording by Selena Miles for The Wanderers, which is a new show um, where they follow six um, street artists who travel and work a lot. Um, yeah, so they just follow them around while they um, in- interact with the lo- local people there and paint some walls and... Yeah, it's, so it's a small, I think they're 15 minutes episodes, and it's going to be on the ABC iView. And since I've, I'd never been around the Great Barrier Reef, so I thought it would be fun to hang around a bit longer, so I decided to um, go to Cairns and hire a van there, and then drive all the way down um, to Melbourne with my girlfriend. Um, so I think we've been doing that for the last month. And yeah, we're almost back in Melbourne tomorrow. This is a bit the last night of camping yeah that's been good yeah it's worked out uh it's worked out quite well for you i've been watching your uh, your travels on uh, on instagram you've been catching up with a lot of artists and yeah and that's just, right yeah. you know make, making a real trip of it instead of just yeah. being the two of you traveling you've been uh you know um catching up with a lot of people yeah we, yeah we happen to be in the same place at the same time with a few other guys who travel a lot so that was cool um yeah, yeah. Did you, you um, like organise it along the way, or did, you, did it just sort of happen? Um, yeah, we just organised it on the way. I yeah. think yeah. So you saw um, Fintan, Finna McGee, and Gira van Helten, and Selena Miles. We all had a New Year's Eve celebration um, with Kelly Marshall. Um, yeah, that was, that was really cool. Yeah. And stay. We hung around Sydney for a few days as well because um, Fintan and Gira were both doing a project there. Yeah, that was good. Cool. Have you have you done much painting along the trip? Um, not really. For me, it was a bit the end of a lot of work. Um, yeah, I was just working non-stop. I had a lot of really good opportunities and didn't really have many days off in the last few months. So this was really a bit of a break. I was going a bit crazy. Um, so it's good to have a little bit of time off for a change. Um, so it, yeah, I pushed myself a bit not to think about painting. And I saw a few nice walls, but yeah, just not nice enough, so I managed to not paint anything um, after Wanderers episode recording. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you quite fussy with the walls that you uh, take on these days? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I am. Um, I, I think also when you when you travel and, and you just want to paint a few walls for free, you can be, you know, so you might as well choose a wall that you really like, and you can always you can always find something, you know, so yeah, I don't, I don't really like to paint 
super new walls or walls that have no like soul of any any texture or structure or something yeah yeah okay that's interesting mm. yeah because um I, I found sometimes you uh you paint a wall just for the hell of it and it's uh it turns out to be a real pain in the ass like if it's um if you've only got rollers or something and it's really bumpy or something like that or, or yeah you know it can be more more trouble than it's worth yeah definitely yeah you definitely learn that um sometimes it's still worth it worth the effort yeah to yeah do a little bit of extra effort because just the wall is so nice or the spot or yeah whatever yeah because yeah. the first time i um came across your work was um i was in thailand on pp island oh yeah. yeah yeah and i saw one of your pieces there and yeah. um yeah like i i hadn't heard of you before then and then yeah i came across your work and thought that you were uh from uh from perth oh really yeah oh, that's yeah. so funny yeah because i saw it yeah. and i thought i i I don't know, I think I think it's had had like Amsterdam or yeah. something written under it. And, yeah. I, and now I thought, oh, you're a, you know you're, you're a duchy, and then uh, so when was that? When I don't know. That would have been like 2007 or eight or something yeah. like that. Okay. A- around that time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I know I've been to Thailand a bunch of times, and they I forget which trips which. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So then you already thought I was from Perth, or? Well, it's only after that I saw I started getting more familiar with yeah. your work, and I thought that you were from Perth, and then yeah. I thought, oh, maybe it's uh, it's two two different people or something like oh, that. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but it's um, but I remember seeing your stuff and uh, thinking, oh man, it really made me want to want to go out painting in uh, in in Thailand. I was like, yeah, it just made me think, shit, I wish I had some paint with me. Yeah, so it was yeah. on the side of the kickboxing place, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we painted something on the inside as well. I think we just came past there, and I liked the wall, and we had some paint with us. So we asked the guy from the from that kickboxing place if we could paint something on the outside. Mm. And later on, he liked it so much that he said, "Do you want to paint something on the inside as well, behind the rings?" And um, we said, "Like, I uh, don't really like it because I'm not really about kickboxing, and it's on the inside as well." But then he said, "No, no, don't worry. You can, you know, drink, you know." drink on the bar tonight and I'll order you paint as well so he ended up like getting a list of paint for us and um, and at that time I wasn't really doing many paid walls so it was really cool for somebody else to buy all the paint and all the booze so yeah that was fun yeah yeah don't be careful of the buckets there though oh yeah they're pretty uh, notorious yeah. notoriously lethal aren't they yeah, yeah. so you're um like you're a graffiti artist in like that's what sort of got you to where you are now. You started from a graffiti background, yeah. is that right? Yeah. And um, like, when did you start painting? And and where? Like, we are taking you're living in Amsterdam and you started uh, painting painting there. graffiti. Yeah. Um, that was I think in '96. A friend of mine just heard about graffiti. I was just um, tagging then, and he just said, "Yeah, you should think of a tag, and we'll buy some markers and write it everywhere in the streets." Um, yeah, and he, he explained, like, when you're really good, you're a king, and when you're really bad, you're a toy. Um, so we both, like, just made up a name and practiced a lot in his room and then went out to the streets. Yeah. <laughs> really funny. Yeah. Is that, um, is that like, um, like, were you riding a muck then? No, I think I, I think it was something super toy, like snake. I think yeah. I rode snake then. Yeah. That's cool. fresh. And, yeah, Snake's it was fresh, fresh. yeah, yeah. when yeah. I think it's back like, of it. Old school, yeah. uh, it's like gang, gang, gang name, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the few English words I knew back then, and just yeah, scary animal. Yeah. Good choice. Did you um, did you uh like learn English at school and like? Because I've noticed like I've been to Amsterdam a handful of times, and yeah. everyone over there speaks really good English. Yeah, like, it's it's pretty international. Yeah. 
I think um, a lot of like TV gets subtitled instead of just um, what is it called? If uh, just, dubbing. Yeah, yeah. dubbing. Um, and just from music, hip-hop music, and yeah, mostly TV, I think. But also at school, like everybody learns English. It's pretty rare to find somebody that doesn't speak English in Holland. Yeah. 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 Um, so what, like, what made you move from uh, Amsterdam to Australia? Um, I met my girlfriend there in Amsterdam. And yeah, we lived there for about two years. And we tried to get her a visa for, to stay in Amsterdam. Um, I, I had no real drive in traveling at that time. I really yeah. thought Amsterdam was the yeah. center of the world. I was very proud to be from Amsterdam and couldn't imagine living anywhere else. Um, yeah, but she, she was really into traveling. And when we tried to get her a visa, it was just very difficult. And after a while, we just thought, let's have a break and see her family and friends and go to Australia for, I think it was six months, was the idea. And when we got to Australia, I really, I really liked it. I've always been really into nature and the sea and stuff. And we lived right on the ocean. I could go snorkeling every day. And it was quite like, I just felt like I was on holiday every day. Um, so in the end, she wanted to go back to Europe. And I actually wanted to stay in Australia. And yeah, that's been, I think, seven years ago. Yeah. So still, still here. Yeah. Yeah. So like you, you call Australia home now? Any plans? Like are you still on holiday? Uh, <laughs> it's getting closer to home all the time. Yeah. It's I always, I don't know. I don't. It's really a decision that I don't want to make. Mm. Um, yeah. Also for my just my friends and my family, it's just difficult to really accept that now I live in Australia for the rest of my life. So I, I like to leave it open and not think about it, but. I've been doing that for so many years that just slowly Australia just turns out so much more like a home because I've got a dog now and you buy a new couch and all those things, you know, they all add up. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you mean because I've been in the same boat, you know, yeah, with yeah. like, you know, Claire's from London and yeah. I've ended up going back and forth there with her for the last 16 years and then end up, uh, yeah, you, like I've spent nearly 10 years outside of Australia now like yeah. and people and every time you go like family and friends are like are you coming back and yeah, it's like yeah. I don't know don't put any pressure on me yeah, like, yeah it's see, weird. see where life takes me you know? yeah. but I always end up home yeah but for now anyway <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's very weird because yeah. people call me an Australian artist now sometimes so yeah like that's wrong or is it I don't know yeah yeah it's confusing yeah it is I know a lot of people have um I've been in contact with a lot of people and they've they've expected me to have an English accent Oh, yeah. And like they they go oh I thought you were from England it's like no yeah and then like um I even had someone email me the other day and uh, and they were using like a lot of um, slang like really slang Spanish yeah and I couldn't quite yeah. understand them and Google Translate wasn't working because it was like they were speaking really slang yeah and um and then I said oh look you know like can you sort of like, yeah, what do you mean? Take it down and he's like, oh, yeah, tone it down and So notch. that was because you were speaking Spanish with them? Well, so no, they... no, they just thought because they'd seen so much of my stuff in Spain uh, okay. that they thought, they just assumed I was Spanish. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was, yeah. just, it was funny, you know. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah. So you're, um, you've uh, loved the ocean and all that. Yeah, you've got, you've, yeah. I've noticed your art's got a real tropical vibe to it. Yeah, like, yeah. You've, yeah. Uh, like you said, you were living, um, you know, living right near the near the beach and everything and yeah. you get in there like even this morning it was uh, good to see you uh, bust the flippers out and snorkel and go in and catch some octopus for us to eat for dinner and, and stuff it was uh, yeah. really good 
So you've like, is this all come about since you've been living in Australia? Um, no, before that already as well. Yeah, ever since I was a small child, I've, I had a few books about the underwater world and I was really, yeah, just so interested in them. I don't know why, I don't know what, what it is, but just something about it really, yeah, sparks my imagination, I guess. I think it's very, like, mysterious what's underwater where you cannot see it. And I really like to just swim in it and have a look. Yeah, it's weird because even in, like, rivers or lakes or the Amsterdam canals, I just... I'm so curious what's on the bottom. It's just, yeah, I can't really explain it. And always when there's like clear water, I have to like look in it from a bridge and just see what I can see, what animals I can see, or just what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. I think I think about it a lot also because it's, yeah, it goes, yeah. I probably don't even explain how crazy it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite obsessed with it. Yeah. yeah. No, I can, I've seen, like I've just, um, just from your artwork, I can just tell it's like, yeah. oh man, you you love it, you know. Yeah. But I like how you um you bring in other elements of nature as well. Like you're doing a lot of plants and um and also like diff- like land animals as well. Mm. You know, you just love nature in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I definitely started out with painting all the fish. That was definitely the first thing that I wanted to explore, I guess. And after a while, I felt like I was getting a bit comfortable in it, mm. and it just started to become a bit more. Yeah, just needed a new challenge. So started trying some different animals and some plants now as well. And, and even landscapes. Just started doing some landscapes recently as well. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think, I think I'll definitely get back to doing fish because that's definitely my main, main interest. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting, uh, getting smoked out by the fire here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got to chuck a lot. Um, so, like... Um, do you also look look for nature for your color combinations as well? Because I noticed like yeah, you don't definitely. you don't yeah. like um, stick to the exact color of what you're painting, but you um, yeah. but you sort of look for you, you have a, a a good unique take on colors. Yeah, thank you. And, yeah, that's, that's what I try definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, nature just evolution has come up with some super interesting and and often they make total sense what colors an animal is. But I often find that if it, an animal has really crazy colors, there's still some kind of balance, which is very weird because why should that be? Or is it just our brain that makes them normal because we're used to seeing them, if that makes any sense. Mm. Um, but I definitely think if you just copy nature's colors exactly, it is already so nice. Um, but I, I definitely like to change it up a little bit sometimes something is black but then I like to use like a dark blue or dark brown just because you maybe assume black and then when it's something else it feels like you're looking at black but it's but it's not and that kind of does something funny in your brain yeah um, which I like and then I like it as well when I see other artists use a bit unusual colors but still it looks kind of natural and it yeah I think it's I think that's interesting that's nice yeah I've never been um like massively into exploring with colors too much you know yeah like i usually just um get what i get yeah 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 <laughs> but but yeah. um but i've always i've had friends who have um had a real hard time trying to um, put colors together mm. especially like with graffiti or something like that and um because you, you're not basing it off anything you can make it any color you want yeah true yeah. and i've always just said to them stick to nature and make sure you outline uh, contrast with your, uh, your yeah. fills, you know, yeah. whatever, I, that's what I you've got agree. to worry I, about. You know. I guess subconsciously my colours come from nature as well, I guess, yeah. I'm not really, um, I'm thinking about graffiti now, 
um, when I wasn't painting anything like a lizard with the exact colors of that particular lizard. Mm. Um, but when I was doing graffiti, I think I used a lot of very natural colors and sometimes add something to make it pop. Yeah. But often you can find similar color combinations in animals as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I love those like um those concrete sculptures you've been making. Oh uh, yeah. And you you, yeah. you um so you've made them out of um out of concrete and then you, you place them in, in the ocean somewhere yeah, and then yeah, and then you let nature take its way with them. It's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So like what's the what's what's the whole uh, idea behind that? Um so hard to explain because it's just some weird idea that I thought in Australia like I'm just gonna do it because yeah. here you can have the ocean as your backyard and you can go back to a certain spot and see what's happening with something plus you've got a lot of interesting animals that make their home on the concrete like mm. little organisms and corals or sponges that start growing on them which I didn't have in Amsterdam um, but I think already in Amsterdam when I look back at my graffiti often out paint um, my fill-ins with that kind of idea um, so I would yeah make the top of all my letters really clean and then the bottom would start being like overgrown by just uh, yeah organisms I guess fungus or whatever stains yeah, yeah. like almost like it's been concrete that's been sitting in a swamp or something and slowly nature just takes over you know from the bottom and the top is still clean yeah so, so often when I look at my old graffiti that's definitely the, the idea that I had how I came up with certain ideas and in Australia it just was a good time to try it in real life mm. you know and do exactly the same thing and see what would happen and I think when I made them I didn't really have an idea of what what to do with them what the outcome would be um, and the first ones were the biggest ones they were about maybe a meter high or a little bit higher. And they're, they're still in the ocean, so I'm still thinking of, of sometime getting them and doing something with them. Although the A is gone, the A is lost. <laughs> but yeah, because they're all in different spots. Yeah. Um, but after that, I made some smaller ones and I took them out of the ocean about um, half a year later and let them dry up and asked the friend, Pinkus Woodwork, to make a nice, what's it called? Like a, a wooden foot. Yeah, like a little, like, like a wooden footing oh, like, for like a sculpture. Oh, like a plinth. Yeah, a plinth. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, so he made some plinths for them, and I actually had them in a show, and yeah, put them for sale. Cool. But yeah, it just started out. I don't know, out of just a weird idea. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like when they go in there, they're so clean and flat, and then yeah. when they come out, it's like yeah, you've collaborated with nature. Yeah, you know, that's it's... exactly the idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So are they really heavy? Like, are they are they um, um, like are they solid concrete or are they hollow in the middle? No, I had to make them hollow. So the inside, I just made um, like a cast for them out of MDF. Yeah. And I coated it with a lot of like glossy white paint, so the MDF wouldn't soak up moisture. And then I made the inside just of styrofoam, so they've got the the inside is just styrofoam, so it's basically hollow. Mm -hmm. Because already with that they turned out so heavy that I had like to ask a few friends to help me to put them in the water um, yeah um, I can't really maybe there were like 80 or 100 kilos something, something like that like, yeah. and the big ones would have been really heavy oh I'm talking about oh yeah, ones, I, yeah I was going to say no the, the small yeah. ones are not very heavy like 5 kilos oh that's right. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Um, so you're doing it now out of um, like stainless steel as well. Like I've only seen the photos of them, like all, oh, yeah. all, all new yeah. and shiny. But yeah. do, like, are you, are you leaving them in places and letting nature take hold of them, or um, were, they, were they just for photos? No, I just I got one one A made. Um, I just yeah got it made by a company that does those kind of things, mm. and the idea was just to take photos of them, and because they're so polished, they're basically like a mirror, like a whole mirrored letter. So to just put them in natural settings and take photos of them and just see how they interact with their environment yeah because they really become part of the environment you you like see them but you don't see them because they were just reflect the same environment that you place them in um yeah i just thought it was interesting and it makes interesting photos especially when you line up the the, hor- the horizon you know because then they really like disappear and yeah the, the first time i opened the box when i got this sculpture at home it was yeah just so trippy because you you just don't see it it reflects everything and in nature every time when i get it out of the i just take it in a blanket in in the car and take the blanket off and it's always so trippy like the first five seconds because it's just yeah it's just there but it's not there um yeah and it was quite expensive so i didn't want to put it in nature straight away before I was like done experimenting with all the things I, all the ideas I had, but now it's just sitting in my studio and I haven't done anything with it for a while. So maybe soon I've been thinking about yeah putting it somewhere half underwater or underwater. Still looking for a good spot because if you put it half above the water, people might find it and move it. So yeah, to find a good spot for it. You like what? Do you think the salt water will rust it up or something? Um, like that? probably. Yeah, it is stainless steel, but. Yeah, I think it will still still rust. Might be nice to have it like the bottom part rusted and the top part still shiny. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. So getting back to your painting, like yeah. uh, you, like you paint really clean. Like I, I have a um, I have a hard time doing that. Like what, what's what's your technique and what's your process to actually um, painting? I guess just practice. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've I, tried that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you tried with like? Putting a putting a pencil line on a wall and and with a brush going really sl- really slowly. No, along I think it. I think my problem is I rush it. Yeah. 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 Maybe you need to work on your patience. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The the funny thing is with graffiti, I don't paint clean at all. Yeah. I just want to like have fun and you know I don't care about drips or like wispy lines or something. I don't really care. I I I think that's like good about graffiti. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really like clean graffiti. It's not really. I'm not really interested in it. But with, I think it's be, it's necessary because of the style I work in, with my with the murals that I do now, um, because it it just has to be super neat. Otherwise, it just looks messy and it's not. It doesn't work. It needs to be. Yeah, because it's all measured and all shapes. They all should be perfect. Um, so I just, yeah, just sketch something up really neat, like put a pencil line along a ruler or just do a circle with a piece of string and then just fill it in as neat as I can. And and normally that just, yeah, it just looks really neat from a distance. Yeah, I think you could do that as well. Mm. But that only means that you have to do like the perfect sketch line. So if you do a perfect sketch line and you just follow that, yeah. nothing can go wrong. Yeah. Um, 
That's that help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've got to work on my patience. That's yeah. the key. Yeah. Because I, I, I know what you mean. Because I, like, I, I paint and draw out of my head a lot. Yeah. I'm starting to get a bit, um, a bit neater with certain things. Like, if I'm doing something, I, if I'm going to spend a lot of time on a painting in the studio, like, I'll get, I'll, I'll measure everything and get the ruler out and, like, and real straight lines. And, yeah. And, and, you know, do all, do all the... Ne- yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what you have to do. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I just... Yeah, I, I just... I, I look at the... Especially the big murals you do. I just look at them yeah. and just be... Uh, I, you know, like... Uh, they're made up of so many um, perfect geometric shapes. Yeah. And I just think, wow, to paint on that scale, like, but, it's, it's crazy. But the know. bigger you go, the easier it is to paint neat. Is it? Yeah. Because the bigger you go, you can do wonky lines. Mm. If you do just do a straight line and it's got a little bit of a, a like a wonky in a yeah, you know, a bit of a buckle in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And from a distance, you don't see it anymore. Mm. So for me to paint like a tiny little canvas, neat, is more difficult than painting a really big wall. Yeah. I have found that time-wise though as well. Like to paint something small, it takes me three times as long as painting something. Yeah, big. that's that often is true. Mm. So like yeah, I can paint I like a big wall in a in a few hours yeah yeah often you just use bigger tools yeah and it doesn't really matter that it's gonna take any longer time or shorter time yeah you faff about with the details on something small don't you uh, yeah you really try and cram a lot more into it yeah yeah I I try to be quite methodical with like if you have a certain shape that goes that goes first and then you could do the next shape on top of it which cuts off the first shape you know stuff like that I try to think about that to be more efficient um, with canvas and murals as well um, so yeah when yeah I don't know you just learn little things that you can do and every time you're a bit more efficient yeah so th- those are the Banksy as you painted at, at Raven's Thought silos like they were amazing like was that the biggest thing you've ever painted oh yeah by far yeah, yeah. probably if I would have painted one silo it would have already been the biggest yeah but yeah I ended up painting like six sides yeah like uh yeah yeah that was pretty crazy yeah yeah how did all that come about um uh a company called form in perth they they invited me to to paint it and they had painted um silos before as well the year before um and i think they want to keep doing it as well the same silos or different ones? No, different ones. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Is you it... don't want to do all that and then have it gone a year later. No, yeah. no. <laughs> um, although I probably would still do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, they're, they're all over Australia, I think, and definitely WA. There's like hundreds of them. So, yeah. Yeah. I think in, uh, in Victoria, they're also yeah, painting a lot of them now. A lot of guys really trying to get them organized. Yeah. And um, how, how long did it take you to paint them? Uh, 31 days. Yeah. And so I had a month. like a, a full time assistant as well. Um, yeah, Sean helped me. Sean from Form. Um, and without him, it would have taken twice as long because yeah. he was working just as hard as me from whenever he started at seven in the morning till seven at night. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I was pretty scared if it would be like physically possible to do it. But I th- I was just thinking it's too good opportunity not to take it on, and. Um, yeah, let's just start and see see where it goes. And if it takes really long, then I'll just paint really long. And yeah, I was I was thinking of like not burning out though, not going too hard at the start, 
really to find like a rhythm that I could maintain, you know? Um, yeah. And when, and when you, you're doing something like that, did they, um, did they give you a time limit or yeah, to stick to or, or did you just um, go with the, like, did you just say, oh, it's going to take me as long as it takes? They, they asked me how long I thought it would take and um, I just said, I have no idea. I really have no idea. Maybe four weeks, I think. I think I might have said to them, or four weeks to six weeks. Um, but then they said, there's actually a pretty small window that, that we can paint it because the, they're active silos. So there's grain being loaded in or loaded out. And there was like a one month window where they would be empty and there would not be any or hardly any activity around the silos. So there was kind of a deadline. And, and also it, it gets pretty expensive to have a crane out there. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, but I, yeah, I, I didn't want to think about that. I just wanted to get started knowing that I could do it and then just work every day a tiny bit more. And yeah, I kind of let those problems, I, I didn't want to think about those problems because that was just going to be too, too difficult to be worried about those things. Yeah, yeah. When you paint something on that scale, do you do you um, use roller paint or do you use spray paint? No, I I don't use spray paint at all anymore. Yeah, yeah. maybe really sometimes if I really want to paint like a really crumbly wall or something, where I cannot use roll paint, then I might use spray paint. But I, for the rest, I, I totally stop using spray paint. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why is that? Because of the fumes? Is yeah, um, health reasons, for sure. And and also when I started doing these kinds of murals I, I didn't have any money and roll paint was a lot easier to get you know you could sometimes find it um, on the side of the road um, at bulk rubbish co collection or you could get some you know from Bunnings really cheap so spray paint is a lot more expensive at that time um, and at, at that time I was just painting for free so I prefer to use a lot less paint spend less on paint yeah um, but also because um, I like to mix r mix all my own colors and mix them very subtle, like sometimes really subtle color changes. I'm very particular with all my colors. And with roll paint, it's a lot easier to mix the exact color that you want. Because, yeah, when you start doing that, you really notice how many gaps there are in between all the colors of spray paint brands. Um, like if you want to have um, a gradient from a really dirty brown green to a very bright orange you just don't have it in spray paint and with roll paint you can yeah like what I said you can make any color you want yeah yeah so you like so you mix you do fa the fades you do in your artwork and everything that's all done with roller paint yeah yeah wow how, how yeah. do you do that you just got a roller technique that, um, that fades it like spray paint would uh I, I don't do many like actual gradients mm. but the gradients I do is like just bars that okay. like like seven different bars, for example, that goes from a white um, to an orange, and then I just mix a tiny bit more orange in the white, and then do that. Yeah, all, yeah, all the time. Um, yeah, so I don't really do any like fades, as in like a smooth gradient um, at all. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it must have just been the uh, the photos on Instagram or something. Mm. You know, like they uh, they crunch them down and. Till it yeah, makes, could be, yeah, makes the bars turn into a nice, nice smooth gradient. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's all just yeah, it's no smooth gradients. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you were saying you used to do a lot of um, like walls for free, and that is that how you are, like 
Is that how you got the start in doing uh, murals? Like you were going out and just painting walls and then people saw what you could do and then yeah, eventually yeah. you, you, you carve out a career for yourself? Yeah, that's how it went, yeah. Because, of course, when you do graffiti, you just do them for fun. And I, yeah, just painted so many walls just for fun that I'm just... That's just my hobby, you know? It's what you do on the weekend, you know? Um, and when I started, like, to drop the letter forms and paint more, like, subject things... Um, it was the same at the start. It was just to experiment and have a nice day, you know, just trying to paint something that you think is interesting. Um, and when I started to think of making a career out of painting walls, I also really thought I need to um, just show what I can do and paint walls that I think look really good so I can, with those walls, convince people to hire me to paint the same thing. Um, so I, I literally just thought that I'm going to paint a lot of walls that I think is going to convince people to hire me to paint that on their apartment block or whatever and, yeah, pay me for it. Yeah. yeah. And you are, like you also, like, paint overseas a fair bit. Like, is that, is that yeah. you try and do this as well while you're travelling and then when you, you show people your photos, you've... Uh, it looks, you know, you've been traveling, you've painted in lots of different countries and stuff like that. Yeah. And that, that sort of works to help get walls as well. Yeah, that, that's right. So I used to do it for fun already with graffiti and I just kept doing it. And it has a side effect that people think you're very international because you have walls everywhere, you know. So some of them are paid and other ones are not paid. And I just organize them myself and pay for the lift myself or whatever yeah so it's yeah it works both ways it's it's fun to do that for myself and it makes me look better so I might get another opportunity from it um, yeah so it's kind of like yeah just fun and investment at the same time yeah a lift's expensive to hire um, it depends which one but I guess yeah it's pretty expensive yeah so a wall that you can do with a, a ladder is saves a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a few hundred dollars. Yeah, because I was because you know I showed you the photos of that wall I was doing the other day, and yeah. um yeah I just had a ladder and a roller pole and a yeah. roller on the end and I know I was just thinking about you know having a lift but I've never I've, yeah. you know, I don't have a license to, to use operate one or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, for a little the smaller ones you don't need a license don't so you? you can you can yeah. just hire them. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought of the potential of having a lift. I thought, oh, I'd be a yeah, game yeah. changer, you know. Yeah. My neck and shoulders yeah. and that were, were stuffed by the end of it, just yeah. <laughs> staring you, up. You would have saved a few hundred dollars, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By doing that. Yeah. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll factor it in next time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so your, um, your, your art has a very, um, like, uh, I guess a, a very vector look to it. Yeah. Like, have you ever worked as an illustrator or a designer or anything like that? Um, when I, yeah, when I did graffiti and I had to a bit decide what what I wanted to do for work I definitely thought of graphic design um, but I tried art school and I really didn't like it I yeah I just didn't want to I didn't want to do any like orders if they said yeah this is your homework you have to do this and um, often when I didn't like the brief I just really didn't want to do it. I don't want to do uh, any art that I don't enjoy. So I decided not to go ahead with it. And I just thought I'll just have normal jobs for now. And um, 
I don't know, think about it another time, yeah. what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, what was the question again? No, just did you ever work as a graphic designer okay, or an yeah. illustrator? Yeah, so I did. I did a little bit of logo design and stuff like that, just because I, I guess I designed my own logos and I like typography and stuff. Mm. And sometimes friends would ask, "Can you do a logo for me?" And I've I've done some like um, commercial mural things just for shops and stuff uh, right. around when I started mm. um, making a career out of this. Um, but yeah, like like what I said, I I I rather have a different job than to do what somebody else tells me to do with art or design. Yeah, just don't enjoy it. Yeah, it's um because I've got to admit you do have a pretty nice logo. Like I really uh, like it, man. Yeah, it's, thanks. It's uh it's really cool. Yeah. You know, I could just tell like just the way it's the way it's yeah. made. It's not like um yeah. I've yeah. I've always been more interested in design and graphic design than art like like um classical art i guess yeah. um so it's it's definitely something that i look at a lot more from my work that inspires me more um yeah so i guess that's where it comes from yeah. and, and graffiti was the, the same thing for me it was just like to me it felt just felt like graphic design just ma- putting nice things together nice shapes and a nice composition and nice letter forms and that to me was graffiti well yeah like pacing on walls yeah yeah um so with like going back to art school like did you did you stick it out for very long there or were you, were you just nah, there for a little bit i i actually i didn't i i tried to get into art school and i didn't get accepted oh, okay because i had only graffiti in my portfolio and i thought i'll just try it and maybe they see potential in my graffiti you know but they didn't so it's yeah i understand that's um <laughs> And then uh, there was a thing like you could do like a Sunday school where every Sunday you would go to that art school and you would um, get all different um, parts of what they, um, all the courses they do. So you can a bit like decide by going there which direction you want to go and just just get a feel of what it's like. And yeah, so so I went there and um, after maybe two or three months, I just found out that I really didn't like it. And, yeah yeah fair enough yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so that was probably good because i probably would have quit anyway i think yeah, yeah. looking back yeah i think art, art school's a weird one i don't know much about it so i've never been i went to design school but that was it that was oh, yeah. it you know yeah that probably would have been better for me yeah um because it was a bit more maybe hands-on um mm. yeah 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 so um like, what's your process with, uh, like, when you're, when you're starting a piece? Like, if you know, say someone's like, all right, we've got a, we've got a big wall for you to paint. You yeah. Know? Like, um, what's, what's your process of how you go about creating your artwork? Yeah. For <laughs> this sounds really funny, but sometimes I just get a photo of the wall and just put it on my computer and just stare at it and just imagine what I, if I would walk past that wall, what I would like to see on that wall. Um, and sometimes just some idea gets into my head and it can be like I don't know some some buildings behind that building that have a certain color that inspires me to use some to do something with that color or a color that really contrasts with it just something in the environment that you know to make it fit in so often I I just simply stare at it for like a whole hour and see if some something comes to mind yeah it's, it's 
Yeah, that sounds pretty funny. Yeah. When I think about it, and but but also I I think about these kind of things like non-stop. So sometimes I think it would be cool to paint an ostrich, and then I would just keep it in my head until a wall would come by where that would fit, and then I would think, oh yeah, an ostrich, maybe that could work on this wall. So that sometimes works as well. Um, but it's it's often as well like in cities I a bit work like that but in more natural areas or rural areas I often feel that I should make a connection to nature and paint some kind of animal that's very iconic to the area or um, yeah just something that really makes sense um, or like something that really represents the area onto the wall um, but I'm always very wary of not picking the cliché subject. Um, yeah, so I try to, to think of some kind of animal or plant species that's maybe a little bit overlooked and is not the most colourful. Um, and I think that's a bit more interesting than picking the, the, the cliché thing that everybody would straight away think of. Yeah, um, yeah I th often think that has a bit more power and a bit more like feeling. Um, it. it also works with the locals as well. It's like, oh, he yeah. knows, you know, he's not, uh, he's not, not, you know, he he knows about the area. He, it's yeah, like he's gone yeah. a bit deeper than, yeah, than the obvious. Yeah, the know. silos were very popular with the local people, mm -hmm. and that, yeah, I think that was really the reason why everybody could identify with it. You know, it was not just some face of a person they didn't know or just something random. It was something that's really, yeah people really felt like a connection with yeah yeah so when you are uh, once you've got your idea and concept all, all done up do you do you uh, do you draw a lot or do you just go straight in like do you design yours in, in um, vectors like in illustrator or I do, you do it I draw about two times a year like very super rarely sometimes if I don't have a computer just to quickly play with the composition and just to visualize something that I cannot like imagine myself but most of the time I just try to imagine every single detail in my head and if I think yeah this is worth putting any work into then I'll sit behind the computer and pull up some pictures on Google or sometimes I take my own pictures like I like when I can do that but that doesn't always happen um, so, so then when I really think when I really see potential in my own head of a certain idea, then I'll, I'll start designing it. But often, when I start designing it, it's almost given that I'll paint it. Like mm. it's, yeah. So all, all the sketching, I guess, is mostly in my head and then a little bit on the computer to really give it shape and really see if it actually works like how I um, am imagining it to work. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah, so, so often I actually just take a photo of the wall and do all my uh, illustrator design and then put it on top and actually just see how it looks like and look at the surroundings should I change anything should it be a bit lighter a bit darker is it standing out from the environment enough but also blending in you know to find a nice balance I don't want to make it scream too much but I also don't want it to blend in too much um, yeah just to find that balance and I guess it depends a bit on my mood as well. Sometimes I like it to blend in a little bit more or I think it suits the wall a bit better. And sometimes I, I don't know, I'm in a different mood and I want it to scream a bit more and I go a bit for some wilder 
more crazy collars. Yeah. 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 And um, like, do you make you make a living off uh, off doing your walls these days? You don't. You have to worry about uh, about going working in an office or anything like that. Yeah, and no, I'm pretty lucky to yeah that this is enough to live off. Yeah. Good on you. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I I think about it like every day how crazy it is. Yeah. And yeah, I really am very appreciative of it. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. That's mm. um, it's it's really good because you, you're getting an opportunity to paint like a lot of really big walls as well. Because I've been yeah. I've been look, you know, watching your art for a long time now. Yeah. And it's just they're getting bigger and bigger, and you're really carving out. You you have carved out a really solid style for yourself. Mm. And uh, I think you know it's it's a really um, it's really appealing, to look at. You know, it's like I I can't say that for all big walls I see painted. You know. Yeah. But, oh, thank um, you. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I try, yeah, for myself to be able to look at it and think it just looks right, you know. It looks pleasing to my eyes. Mm. It feels good when you look at it. Yeah. That's that's what I try, yeah. Yeah. Did you have any um, do you have any uh, mentors that, like, sort of helped you um, get your art career off the ground and, uh, like, or even, like, teach you how to paint, paint large or anything like that? Um, no, not really. No, I've seen, I've seen people around me that were maybe a bit ahead with their career and then just yeah I don't know got, that would inspire me and just see that it's possible or something but yeah. yeah not yeah and painting on a large scale has just been um, already when I painted the first thing that didn't have any letters you already have to make like a grid I just started out making a grid but it was quite a small wall and I just thought you can just um, magnify everything and then you can go as big as you want yeah and and i guess my style is the best style to have as well for painting really big because you can measure everything mm. like i cannot imagine uh painting like a realistic face or something on a really big wall i would not know where to start um but what my stuff is is just circles and triangles and lines so you can you can measure everything I sometimes measure the wall so I know, like the silos as well, I know how high they are, I know how wide they are, and they had like segments, almost like a brick kind of pattern of segments of steel plates that were welded together. So I knew how big those plates were. So I put that in Illustrator on like a smaller scale, like all the meters I would make centimeters. So when, you, when you've got that, you can just measure, okay, this leaf, is eight meters long and then you know because it's eight centimeters mm. on the illustrator sketch yeah so when you do it that way you basically cannot really make a mistake if you just pay attention yeah so i guess that um yeah my like i said before my style is quite perfect for that yeah it's almost like the the idea of what vectors are that you can just blow them up to any size yeah that is the same with my murals yeah yeah Gee, that's really interesting i've yeah. never thought about it like that because i've always looked at your art and just gone wow that's like a that's a perfect uh, rounded rectangle you've painted on there okay it's yeah like, man fuck that you know whereas to you you'd see it as um a rectangle it's with the, two circles at yeah, the end and you measure the, it all out it's, the, it's the easy like, way yeah, yeah. Oh, i'm i'm just doing it the easy way yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> good because, on you. yeah the biggest circle you just need 
a piece of string and a piece of tape or yes. like a nail or something and then when you have the lineup of the perfect circle you just have to fill it in and it's a perfect circle and maybe if you don't realize how you do it it's very impressive but it's actually probably the easiest thing you could paint yeah it's like it's like you're a magician and uh, you're giving away your magic tricks and everyone's yeah. like oh that's how you do it easy yeah. you know it's like um yeah yeah, I found that with a lot of people who paint big murals, it's like talking to Roan and yeah. Dennis Skew and people like that, and they 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 uh, yeah they say oh they're just lots of reference points and, and everything like that. And yeah, it's like, so oh, it's, once yeah. you start learning that, it's, it all makes sense because you know yeah. in my head I've always looked at it and just thought oh you just rock up and just start painting. <laughs> yeah, painting in the air, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like jeez. No, I used to make it a bit easier as well by putting up a grid mm. when I started painting the bigger walls. But now I do like a combination. I use, I look at reference points and when I mock up my design onto a wall, I look at if the, the top of my design, for example, has some kind of blemish or stain or something on the wall. And then I know when I go to the wall from that point, I have to measure seven meters down or something, you know? Yeah. And then from there you can build extra things, you know? So. Yeah, just out of laziness, because not wanting to put up the grid anymore. Yeah. Um, to save, like, a day's work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Like, um, like, how, like, how do you go about uh, teeing up all your uh, all your projects? Like, all your big walls? Like, do people come to you and say, oh, you know, we've got a wall that we want you to paint? Like, or, or do you have an agency you go through or anything like that? No, I, I just, yeah, do all my emailing myself. Um, lately, I've been very busy in my... My girlfriend Sherry has been doing a bit of my emailing, luckily, um, which is really good. Um, but for this, yeah, I like I like to do everything myself, I guess. Um, yeah, at the moment I'm not not busy enough that I cannot answer my own emails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but you go you you're making a, a good living off it though. You know, you're not like um freaking out some months and going shit. I've got. Um, got no projects yeah on. that's no I'm earning enough yeah and the, the only way I'm freaking out sometimes is because I travel too much and spend all the money that I earn straight away by traveling yeah yeah so at those times sometimes I freak out and yeah yeah spend a bit too much money yeah but you've had no temptation to chuck it in and get a day job just for stability no no no, no I, I yeah yeah no it's at, at the moment I'm getting too much work, so I have to say no to certain things. Yeah. So I'm not really scared to, yeah. And I've got like some work booked ahead of me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and that keeps just, you know, new things keep coming in and you just put them at the end of the, the list. Yeah. And yeah, so as long as that keeps going, I should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'll, I, I like, I was um, looking at your art the other day, and like I, I really love the the Leighton Beach study you did. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, th I think it really suits your style. Like it's like you've taken it in a different direction, but it's so it's you at the same time, you know. Yeah. Like, are you are you planning on like, um, you know, looking exploring that uh, that style a bit more, or is that a one off? Or what no, are you um, it was a one off. Just one idea that I had mm. that I wanted to try out, and yeah, I was I really liked it myself. Um, yeah, it was just a good experiment, and yeah, I'm definitely open to do some more of that stuff, more landscape stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I recently did some canvases of more like aerial photos down, um, which is a bit different. Yeah. The other one was really like looking at the horizon instead of just looking straight down. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I started feeling that just painting animals is a bit easy. I don't know why, I guess because um, everybody can see what it is and yeah, I don't know, it just I don't, didn't have a challenge anymore, so I wanted to do something a bit more difficult mm. um, for myself at least. So I guess it sort of uh, it ties into everything you've done in the past as well, like being from nature and, uh, and especially from the, the ocean, like the air, like, but now you're painting them the ocean at different angles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, the, um, the, the Leighton Beach was like, you know, standing on the sand looking out. But then, yeah. then the Parallels exhibition you did was, uh, was all aerial. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, like, it's, it's actually something that I've been painting um, already five years ago or six years ago. Okay. I've been doing similar canvases. But I've always, um, I, I was never really happy with it. And I always felt I just had to work on it and figure out things how to translate them in my style um, because it's it's very it's very abstract like a bunch of random rocks you have to translate in some kind of like a rhythm or like some kind of formula you know mm. um, and for a while I didn't feel like I was nailing it and I felt like I had to nail it to be able to be proud of it and to really do something with it and still I feel that I can do better but um, yeah pushing it really hard and finding out little things that that I just learned from what I do so yeah. I'm, I'm getting better at it slowly but I still think I can do a lot better yeah I still feel that it has a lot of potential for myself yeah so like with that that parallels exhibition with uh, Jared Singh like how did all that come about like um, and like the whole concept and everything was that something that you thought up or he came to you or um, <clears throat> Yeah, no, I approached him. I was, um, yeah, so I've been painting the aerial landscapes for a long time, but just a bit in the background, not really showing too much of it or like really pushing it. Um, and I, I always wanted to do just, you know, go for aerial landscapes. Um, but yeah, I, f I finally found that, that it was the time to go for it, to do an exhibition of them. And I first thought of that I should um, take my own photos to paint because I did not want to just grab some photos of Google of the base and paint them um, because they're somebody's photographs obviously some photographer that took it seriously that you know hired a plane or a helicopter to take them so I cannot really steal them so I felt that I had to either take them myself or ask a photographer to use their photos um, and yeah, I think after a while, I, th I, I think I was leaning towards hiring a plane and taking, taking them myself, the photos. But then I thought um, that it would be interesting to display the photos next to the paintings. But um, yeah, in, in, in the background, I do a lot of photography, but I don't want to show too much of it with my work because I, I, I guess I don't want to make it too confusing what I do I just like to focus on just painting um, so I thought I shouldn't display my own photos at the exhibition 
Um, so I decided to ask a photographer and Jared Singh just came to mind because he's, I don't know, he, he, he would be the perfect, he's from Perth and he does a lot of area work and I like his stuff. So yeah, I asked him and he really liked it. So that was good. And that was, that was funny as well because I, I'd never met him before. So it was kind of like a risk to ask to work together and to work on something quite big and important. But I w yeah, it went really good. And maybe we'll do another one of a different subject, you know, a different area. Yeah. Mm. So you get to go up in the uh, in the plane with him and get the photos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Well, I thought he might already have them. Have them okay, no. Yeah. He, no, he didn't have any aerial photos. And... And I think it, it also made sense to take them, especially for the exhibition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I actually went on a similar flight um, before to Rotnest to take photos myself. Um, but, yeah, I just felt like a professional photographer should take them, the ones yeah. I use. Like, like, is exhibiting a big part of your artistic career? Um, I, I, I try to um, definitely give it a place. It's I wouldn't say it's... Yeah, I, I like it. Um, it's it's exciting in a different way than murals is and traveling. Um, it's yeah a lot more clean, a lot more like it's like a laboratory. You just are in the studio and you create all your paintings, and you don't have any things like running into weird people that come around and want to talk, or a, a lot of rain, or just walls that are different every time. Um, which I really like about murals, you know, it's it's never the same. And yeah, walls walls are always different because they're in a different spot. And and as well, walls have always um, a lot of environment around them. And canvases are always like a little just island isolated on a on a white wall. So you basically can do on the canvas whatever you want. But I feel a mural, you cannot just do what you want. It has to it, it's in a it's in a setting, you know, already. And yeah. You, you cannot you cannot just isolate whatever you paint on a wall. You always have to keep in mind where it is and what you see around it, and it really makes for me a huge difference of what I paint mm. on that wall. But on a canvas, yeah, you can you can do whatever you want because it's just an isolated little window to another world. You know, it doesn't have anything around it if it's on a on a white gallery wall yeah mm. yeah um so do you have a do you have, like you know we're in new year now 2017 yeah you know do you have any like big plans on the horizon um i'm thinking about a lot of things but i've, I've got nothing set in stone at the moment um yeah i, I definitely want to keep keep doing landscapes and there's some a few other things that i'm not done with that i'll probably continue on um, yeah, maybe some more insects. Yeah, some more plants. Um, yeah, um, there's a lot of nature to be covered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, that's never ending. You can always yeah. Um, new new uh, new uh, areas of nature and color combinations and yeah, that, species and to, so, to me that keeps it keeps it exciting. Yeah, that keeps it exciting and also not to to choose the most colorful animals, but to look at maybe some more like grayish brownish animal animals and still try to find a way to make them look interesting mm. yeah yeah and um like where's the best place for, for people to find your art online and to check out what you're doing um yeah i guess just google my name yeah go to my website 
Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. What's what's your uh, what what are the URLs and handles and stuff? Uh, it's all just a mock island, so mockisland.com or it's a mock island. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's yeah. Well, it's uh, I must say this is uh, one of the most uh, interesting settings I've ever recorded the podcast in. Yeah. You know, we've got the waves crashing in the background and yeah, better than Skype, next, the original sit- idea. Yeah, 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 I know. It's like so much better than sitting there over Skype. You know, got a campfire going. Mm. You know, got a beer. Yeah, it's good. The kids, are, the kids in the background are being quiet. <laughs> yeah, we've been lucky. I know. No, no engines. Yeah. All right, well, uh, well, thanks a lot, and uh, thanks for making a trip to uh, Cape Conran to uh, do the podcast. My pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To find out more about today's guest, go to benchtalkpodcast.com. There you'll find all previous episodes and images of the guest's artwork. Also, follow us on Instagram, bench underscore talk. There you can keep up to date with all things that are happening with the podcast. Bench Talk's also streaming on SoundCloud and Facebook. Just simply search for Bench Talk Podcast. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to rate and review. It helps get the word out. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.